Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Right now at Safeway, shop the Big BOGO sale and get all your favorite cleaning essentials. Buy one, get one 50% off. Head into Safeway and shop for select items like Febreze air fresheners, Airwick scented oil refills, Glade three-wick candles, Mr. Clean antibacterial cleaner, Method all-purpose cleaner, or soft scrub cleanser. And get them buy one, get one 50% off. Offer expires November 28th. Restrictions apply. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for full offer details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're taking over. It's there at the bottom of the screen. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, customize, tailor, make this word for us, your people, that we will move and walk in the things that you have ordained. I pray as I take authority over this atmosphere that there would be nothing that impedes the flow of your word. In fact, we serve notice to every spirit that's not like you. Get the heck up out of here. Get the heck up off of our road. Get the heck up out of our neighbor. Why? Because tonight where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And since this is your house, say, Lord, this is your house. Move how you want to move. Speak how you want to speak. Have your way in the experience today. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. Let's go to work. We are in week seven of our series, Harvest at the Movie. Sundays, we muse the movie, uh, Look Who's Talking. And what made the movie funny was hearing what the baby was thinking. Isn't it funny to watch this, hear what somebody is thinking, but not see their mouth moving? An interesting point, watch this. Whenever you allow people to simply tell you what's going on with them, you'll learn a lot. And sometimes, watch this, we're so busy talking that we're not paying attention to look at who's talking. In other words, sometimes, rather than showing up and throwing up, if you want to know what's inside of people, let them do the talking because they'll tell you everything you need to know. Some of you have made bad relationship decisions because you showed up and talked the whole time. You never let them tell you that they were Ike. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Some of you, you show up and you talk to people, you never listen so you can never hear what's really going on. Going on. Would you touch somebody next to you? Tell them, say, look who's talking. Although you cannot see his mouth moving, his voice leads us through the movie. And today I want to ask you this. Who is leading you? We are led by voices. Say voices. And we learned on Sunday there are lots of misunderstandings and misinterpretations of God's voice because there can be one of four voices that's leading you. And I said this to you on Sunday, and please hear me. Do not think because you feel or sense something that it's God. Don't think because you felt something in your gut that it's God. You're probably hungry. 
Don't think because your eye twitched that it's God or that because you saw a certain number that it's God. That's not how God's works. Uh, and in fact, God's voice is rarely audible. Hebrews says that when God speaks, he shakes everything. So while you're trying to look for a vo voice, instead you need to look for a verse because if he starts talking, he's about to shake something. So there's one of four voices we looked at. The first is you talking to yourself. Touch your neighbor and say, that's dangerous. You will manifest your will in a third person's voice, and that comes from your heart, which makes it dangerous. Why? Please stop talking about I'm following my heart. Baby, your heart got you in four relationships, and the one you with now ain't showing. When you follow your heart, you will do crazy things. You'll do stupid things. You'll do things that don't make sense because your heart, Jeremiah 17, 9 says, is deceitful above what? All things, and it's desperately sick. Who can understand it? In other words, God says, I'm the only one that gets you. See, you think you get you, but you don't get you, which is why we need God because God is the only one that gets us. And I'm glad that he gets me because even when I don't get myself, I know he got me. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, he got me? In other words, the reason I don't have to be worried about my future is because if I put my faith and my trust and my follow in the God that is the God of the universe, I know that he's got me. So even if I don't get myself, he's got it handled. Second voice is people's unbiblical opinions playing and saying things like, I think you should, or if I were you, or God knows your heart. They'll say stuff that the Bible does not say. They'll put people together that shouldn't be together. Y'all look killed. Listen, cute don't pay bills. I wish I had a witness in here. Cute ain't love. Listen, you can look cute for a little bit. And then have you ever dealt with somebody that was cute? And then after you dealt with their sloppy personality, you're like, she ugly. My God. It's not because she don't look good on the outside, but she don't know how to handle business. Y'all ain't talking to me. You ever looked at a man and said, he looked good on the outside. But when you saw how sloppy and irresponsible he was, it changed how they look. Which means looks are deceiving. Now, now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, we looked at 2 Chronicles chapter 22, and I want to look at verses 2 through 4 again because there's so much in these verses I want to try to get as much as I can. Say unbiblical opinions. If people are giving you opinion, they need to give you scripture first. So here's what you need to do to qualify everything somebody says to you. It says, give me a scripture for that. Y'all remember when Apple came out and Apple said there's an app for that. Well, watch this. Everything that it pertains to life, there's a scripture for that. So what we got to do, watch me, instead of taking people's opinions for things, we got to get word for things. I wish I had somebody that heard me. Touch your neighbor and say, you need a word for that. Which means you can't step out on anything unless I got a word for that. That's why even when we pray, we pray and we include scriptures with it. Why? Because I can't just say stuff just because it sounds good because I heard somebody else say that. I got to attach some scripture to it because the Bible says that he hearkens unto the voice of his word. Which means heaven responds when he hears what he said. So instead of me trying to make up new stuff, all I need to do is see what he said, tell him what he said, and heaven's going to respond. So look at this. In 2 Chronicles chapter 22, it says Ahaziah was 22 years old when he began to reign. Two is the number of witness. Him being 22 means that he was grown enough, watch this, not to be this foolish. Shut up. When he began to reign, I don't literally mean shut up, it's a figure of speech. One year in Jerusalem, his mother's name was Athaliah, the granddaughter of Omri. Now go on to the next verse. It says this. He also walked in the ways of, of the house of Ahab, for his mother was his counselor in doing what? Wickedly. Now, say walked in the ways. Please understand, uh, this means that he was just like the generation before him. I pray that you don't repeat the same stuff from your bloodline. I pray, watch this, that your marriage doesn't repeat the mess of the previous bloodlines. I pray your family doesn't repeat the mess of your previous bloodline. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm not walking that way. 
Y'all remember that song, Walk This Way? I pray that you don't walk that way. I pray that you realize you're the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. I pray that you realize you're the curse breaker in your bloodline. I pray that you realize you're the Joseph in your bloodline. What does that mean? When you're born, everything changes. If you believe that's who you are, throw your hand up and say, I'm Joseph. What happened with Joseph? When Joseph was born, even though his brothers hated him, they couldn't stop him. Even though his brothers sold him into slavery, they couldn't stop him. And I need some of you to stop letting your blood stop you. I need some of you to stop letting your family stop you. Stop letting your mom and them stop you. Stop letting your cousin and them stop you. Just because you didn't do it doesn't mean I'm going to be bound by your mess. His mother was his counselor in doing wicked. Ah. Verse 4, he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord as the house of Ahab had done. For after the death of his father, they were counselors to his undoing. He did evil in the sight of who? The Lord. Which means, watch this, their unbiblical opinions weren't evil to them. Sometimes people can mean well and not know better. So here's where we have a challenge. Sometimes we'll say, well, she meant well. Listen, I need you to understand, if you shoot somebody in the foot... You maybe didn't mean to do that, but what do we still have? A hole in the foot. Which means, watch this, just because people mean well doesn't mean they know better. Sometimes, watch this, you need to check what they're saying and say, okay, look, number one, I need a scripture, but you know what else I need? I'm going to need to see some fruit up off of you. Because I can't be taking your opinion and you ain't got no fruit yourself. And fruit is not just cash, cars, and clothes. Fruit is, watch this, what is it that makes you more spiritual than what you're trying to give me counsel and your opinion on? They were his counselors to his what? Undoing. To his what? Undoing. Notice what God didn't do. Please hear me Wednesday. God never stopped them from talking. You better hear me. God says, you got to learn how to discern because I'm not going to shut them up. You're going to have to learn, watch this, who to close your ears to because I'm not going to shut them up. Here's what some people think. Well, if God left them say it to me, then evidently God wanted me to hear it. Right, maybe he wanted you to hear it so he could test if you mature beyond that mess. I need you to lay your hands on your neighbor. I don't know what's going on, but I'll take authority over this atmosphere. I need you to lay your hands on your neighbor and say, discern, discern, discern. Everybody that's talking that's got a cross on their chest ain't right. Everybody that's saying Jesus ain't right. Everybody that's talking about God ain't right. Everybody that's sitting up in here ain't right. But here's what I love about him. We're still works in progress, which means I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God I'm not where I... Watch. Number three, Satan talking. Satan mixes fact and fiction together to play you. He mixes facts and fiction together to play you. He'll tell you enough that sounds true so you let your guard down. He said to Eve, God has not surely said this and that. Uh, but the reality is, is Eve wasn't there when God said it. God told them not to mess with the fruit in the midst of the tree of the garden. I taught you on what that really was. It wasn't no apple. wasn't no oranges. wasn't no plums. It was sex. I have time to get into that tonight. Uh, go back. Go to YouTube. Go to podcast. Watch me. God says, y'all don't mess with that over there. Leave that alone. Check it out. Fruit is a Hebrew idiom uh, for sex. He says, watch this. Uh, he says, y'all don't mess with that over there. And, and, and he says to Eve, notice who he doesn't go to. He doesn't go to the leader because anarchy never starts at the top. Anarchy starts in the middle management. It starts at the middle. Okay, let me bring it to church. It starts with the membership. Mm -hmm. it, it starts in the coordinator teams. Y'all ain't talking to me. That's where anarchy starts, okay? So what did he do? 
He got her to, to question what Adam told her because if you look at the narrative in Genesis, you'll see that she wasn't there when God said it. So Satan says, has God indeed said that you should do this, that, and the other? What was he getting her to do? To question what Adam said. So what did he do? He mixed some fact and some fiction. I says, you got to be careful when you're questioning the voice that has been right so many times. Be careful. Let me talk to some of you. Watch this. Where you make decisions against spiritual counsel. You're going to make a mess. The other night on prayer, I was so, I was so blessed by somebody that somebody, uh, or I don't know what it was, a prayer, taboo topics. I don't know. I've been online every night this week. But here's the point. If something, and somebody said, Bishop, you sure told me not to do that. And I sure should have listened. And so I said, you know what? Let me prophesy back. But all the hurt and pain that was caused because of an ignored instruction. I pray that you don't have any more of that for the rest of your days. I pray you don't ignore instructions that are for your protection. I pray that you don't ignore instructions that are for your advancement. Say, Lord, give me discernment. Revelation 12.10, it says, for the accuser of our brothers, the, back, the B part of the verse, the accuser of our brothers has been cast down or thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. So I told you, when Satan's talking, he always talks in accusatory, prosecutorial terms. So he tries to accuse you to other people. He accuses other people to you. He accuses God to you. So he'll say, well, if God loves you, why are you going through this? Say accusation. So you can immediately shut that voice down and say, that ain't God. If, if what you're thinking blames somebody else, let me tell some of you why, watch this, promotion hadn't hit your house. Because God says, you don't know how to manage. You want to blame everybody rather than realize if you're in the management, you got power to change everybody. If they ain't getting it done, move them, get somebody else. What are you trying to say? Watch this, watch this, watch this. If he's accusing other people, well, my daddy did this, my mama did this, my cousin did this, this person did that. The reason I'm hurt is because of what you did. The reason this and this and that. Who, what, what can you say? That ain't God. And then watch this. If he starts accusing you to you, you know, you really ain't nothing. You know, you really this, you really dumb, you really stupid, you really messed up, you really screwed up that. How did you do that? Girl, you stupid child, you crazy, man. You what can you say? That ain't God. Here's what God will do. God will say, son, you're so much better than that. Daughter, you're so much better than that. When God steps in, watch this. He's going to check you, but he's going to check you, watch this, so that he can elevate you. He's not coming in to beat you down. He's coming in to build you up. Somebody say he's a good father. Which means it to the first voice, which is God talking. And there were very few times that God spoke audibly in the Bible. So just because you hear voices doesn't mean you hear God. Let's qualify it. How do I know it's God? God will never contradict what he said. Matthew 24, 35, 36. I mean, 24, 35. Here it is. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Say words. God says, everything else going down but me and what I said. That's what God says. Words there is plural. Here's why it's plural. It's not plural because it's just talking about the cumulative body of what God has spoken that we call our Bible, which is referred to as the canon. No, it's referring to two Greek words. Say, say logos and rhema. Now, let's be like a good Hebrew. Say rhema. I can't even get it. I can't do it. I can't even do it. All right, all right. Say logos. Say that's like Legos. So logos is God's logic. It, it, it's what the written word is. So why do we read the word? Because it I teaches me how he thinks. It gives me his logic. The rhema, watch this. Rhema is what he's saying based on what he said. That's why we come to church. We come to church to study logos, but what do we get? Rhema. So even though we're reading about people from thousands of years ago, that's logos. Watch this. When it's made relevant for you and I, it becomes rhema. So watch this. Even though David wrote Psalm 23 years ago, yea, though I walk through the valley of the 
I will fear no evil. What's this? He wrote that thousands of years ago. You prepare a table before me in the presence of a, you anoint my head with a, all of these wonderful things he says in Psalm 23. But check this out. Watch this. It, it, it's logos, but when you walk into a valley yourself, it becomes, I need you to act like you heard what I said. In other words, God's word is so powerful that when you read it for your present situations, it will awaken something in you that you didn't need to know needed to be awakened because God says, my word is alive and my word is like a dual-edged sword. It cuts going in and it cuts coming out, but what it's cutting away is dead stuff. What it's cutting away is stuff that can't stay. I need you to know since God's staying, some people had to go. Since God's staying, some mess had to go. Since God's staying, some things had to change. So, so watch this. Those are the two primary ways that God spoke. Let me give you all of them exhaustively. Come on, I'm doing all right. Let me give you all of them exhaustively. And I told you I got to preach Speedy Gonzalez. This is going to be the fastest message I've ever preached. Watch this. God speaks through some dreams. Say some dreams. I did a whole series on it. Go get it. It's on YouTube. It's on a podcast. All right, number six, or, or the, the, the next, rather. So there's seven, seven primary ways. The least is through dreams. Only 5% of dreams are prophetic, meaning they foretell and foretell. A lot of your dreams, you're in them, and you're in them because they're about you. And everybody in the dream is a projection of you. So when you see your mama, it ain't your mama. It's what you think about your mama. Get the series. Touch your name and say, get that series. Number six, angelic visitation. In, in, in the scripture, when angels appeared in the earth, they appeared as men. If you ever, if you ever somebody about saw an angel, he had wings, say, stop, you're lying. Stop. Just stop right now. You are lying. How do I know? That's not how they appear in the earth. Bishop, where do you get that from? In Genesis chapter 3, uh, Hasatan, who was a high-ranking archangel, when he appears in the earth, he appears as a man. How do you know that, Bishop? Genesis chapter 19. The Bible says two angels were sent down, and the men of the city said, bring us out those two men, which means when angels are in the earth, they look like men, which means you could be sitting next to them. Be careful how you treat people. I wish you'd touch your neighbor and say, be careful how you treat me. And I need you to stop thinking that some people you can put your foot on because you don't think you need them. I need you to stop thinking you can treat some people bad because you don't think you need them. You might be talking to an angel and don't even know it. Watch me. No, no, no watch me. You, you see it right there for yourself? Boom, there you go. All right, watch this, watch this. So, so angelic visitation is when God, watch this, will dispatch somebody. If you read your Bible, it's amazing because God did this several times where he would send angels. He sent an angel to speak to Mary who would birth him in the earth. He didn't even come himself, which teaches us a powerful principle that he reserves his voice for only when it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, 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 seven, six, five. Through something or someone you least expect. Through something or someone you least expect. God can use someone or something you least expect to get a message to you. Say message. message. Right, in Numbers 22, God used a donkey, an ass. Uh, a female ass is called a jenny. A male ass is called a jack. Based on that, lots of us know jennies and jacks. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. Watch me. God used a donkey to speak to a man of God. It was Balaam, uh, who was getting ready to make a bad decision. Say bad decision. There was an angel of death that was getting ready to slay him. So the donkey was going. She was just going. She was going. Give me going music. Let's go. She was going. She was going. She was going. She was going. She could see. No, give me like, like, that's not, not whimsical. Give me something. Make it rougher. Every now and then, I think I like to hear something else. Make it rougher. So she going. That'll work. That'll work. Somebody says she was going. She could see what he couldn't see. She could see that there was a death angel ready to slay him. So the Bible says that she stopped. Somebody says she stopped. Stop. 
She stopped, and when she stopped, watch this. He would hit her and say, let's keep it going. Let's go. So they're going, they're going, they're going, they're going, they're going, they're going. She sees the death angel, so you know what she does? She stopped. It happens again. They're going, 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 they're going. Hey, they're going. Hey, they're going. They're going. And then she stopped. This time, she turns her head around. You know she was a sister. She turned her head around. <laughs> she was like, why do you keep hitting me? Some of you abused what's trying to save you. Some of you beat down what's trying to protect you. I pray that you don't beat your help. I pray that you don't talk crazy to your help. She turns her head around and she looks at him. And she says to him, she says, listen. You've hit me these three times. He said, I've been good to you all these years. And she says, you've hit me these three times. He says, but I see something you don't see. Then the Bible says, Balaam's eyes were open. And when his eyes were open, he saw that there was an angel of death with his sword drawn ready to kill him. He was about to get got. And God used something he didn't expect to try to protect him. Shut up. Lift your hand and say, Lord, open my eyes to see the unexpected voices that are trying to protect me. Yeah. Number four, number four, seven, six, five, four. Come on here. Up through life storms and challenges. In Job chapter 38, the Bible says, then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind, out of the storm. Sometimes God allows you to hurt so that you finally hear. Sometimes he allows pain so you can finally perceive. And it's not a necessarily an audible voice. It's a principle that's revealed through your storm. And practicality, watch this. And this shows up in this statement, Job 38.1. It says, say the Lord answered him. Come on, talk to me. Say the Lord answered him. Say it again. Say the Lord answered him. It was in a storm that the Lord answered him. Could it be that the reason your storm hasn't ended is because you haven't heard? Job 38 and 1. Could it be that the reason, watch this, your storm hasn't come to its conclusion hear me, is because, watch this, because God says, I'm talking, you're not listening. I'm speaking, you're not seeing. I'm saying it, and you're not getting it. Touch your neighbor say, get it already. You ever talk to somebody dense? If you haven't spoken to someone dense, let me let you in on a little secret. Now, here's the deal. You can be smart in one area, dense in another. You can be erudite in one other, dense in another. You can be very, uh, 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 very learned and intellectual in one area, but then just kind of eh, a little geeky in another area. Got it? Here's the thing. Job, it required a storm for him to get it. He would not listen until, watch this, until he lost. Touch yourself. <laughs> Say, don't be that way. Here's the next way God speaks, through prayer, praise, and worship. I've taught a whole series about it. There's two Hebrew words, yada, toda. One means to give, one means to receive when we lift our hands. So, Mr. Foreman, why do you always have to lift us our hands? Because what we're doing, watch this, I'm not just exchanging my problems. I'm receiving a promise. I'm giving my burdens to receive a blessing. I'm giving my issues so I can hear from Emmanuel. This is why doing praise and worship, hear me, don't wait on them to do nothing. Matter of fact, I challenge everybody to outdo them. <laughs> Meaning if they dance, you dance harder. If they lift them hands, you lift. 
lift them up. Why? Because watch this. I am not just going through a motion so that it looks cool for a camera shot. No. What I am doing is I am lifting my hands, and as I exchange something, I'm giving him something so I can receive something from him. And here are all the top two ways God speaks. I already gave you the words. I'm going to just give you some scripture behind the words. We're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 3, verse number 15. The, uh, watch this. Say Rama. Rhema is more often than not delivered through your pastor. This is why, watch this, this is important. Hear me, Denver. I need you to reject the modern American culture that says church isn't, and I won't even say American because it's not American. Because there's some cities we'd have been to that ain't that way. I'm just saying. I need you, Denver, to reject this notion that me and God are good, I just don't do church. Because, because that's not, that ain't Bible. Somebody said that's not Bible. Can I go further? Let me press the envelope. You came on Wednesday, so that means you can, take it, you can take the truth. I need you, watch this, let me go further. I need you to even reject this notion that says, I'll go a couple times a month. Would you eat a couple times a month? I know you did. I can tell. You know you don't. We all been eating. Touch your neighbor and say, we all been eating. Ain't none of us missed no meals. Don't look at me with that tone. I ain't stunned you. <laughs> it's been funny. Oh, by the way, some of y'all are stuck at the shirt. Ain't it, man? It's Hebrew. No, it's not Hebrew. It's a saying we say in Memphis. Did y'all say this in Alabama? You, it, ain't it, man? Okay, so they did say it in Alabama. Okay. So in certain parts of the Deep South, we don't say, you know, isn't that true, good fella? <laughs> we don't say, wow, that's amazing, my man. We don't say, hey, bro, that's cool, bro. Don't do that in Memphis. You might not come back. Don't do that in Memphis. Watch. <laughs> might not make it out. Watch. In Memphis, if something good, you'd be like, ain't it, man? She'd be like, man, that word was good tonight. Ain't it, man? Be like, my house is next. Ain't it, man? Let's practice. Hands up. Just need to make sure we're unified. All right, watch. Say Rhema. Jeremiah 3.15. And I will give you shepherds or pastors after my own heart. God got heart. Heart in scripture means mind. God says, I know what you need. So when I thought about you, I made somebody that could speak to you. And I'll make them do it in a way to where you get it. I'll make him say it in a way to where you get him. And even if you don't like what he's saying because I made him for you, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Knowledge is what to do. Understanding is how to do it. Uh, uh, understanding is why we do it. Notice God didn't say he'd do it himself, but he'd give you somebody that would do it for you. Which is why when you come to church, when you come with expectation, God will answer every question. Somebody say, I need rhema. Say again, say, I need rhema. If I had time, man, I got to get ready to close this thing. Matthew 4 and 4. We're almost there. Matthew 4 and 4. It says, we don't live by bread alone, but by every, you should kind of know the verse, but by every word. Hmm, here's the word, word there. Rhema. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every rhema, which means when you watch this, when you're not who you, when you're not connected to who you're assigned to, watch this, you may hear good logos, but it never becomes rhema. 
So you can be like, this is really good. This is really good. I learned some really good things. This is really great. This is really good. But it comes alive for you when you're, watch this, connected to the shepherd God created for you. Then it becomes rhema, which means you could have grew up in church your whole life and you know a lot. But then when you stepped in here, when you started watching them there, all of a sudden it became rhema. So it became alive for you. It began to change you. I wish you'd throw your hands up and say, there's rhema in the house. I says, I can read a verse that's from thousands of years ago and it become rhema today. But then I can come hear a message that shows me a verse I've seen several times and it opens that things up. Number one, watch this. Can, can I just throw something in here for free? I need you to talk back to me. I don't, I ain't got time to play with you. Watch, 1 Samuel chapter 3, we're going to look at verses 4, 5, and 8. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 4, 5, and 8. You ready? Are you ready? Here's what's amazing. Because watch this. Church is amazing, right? Church is good. You come get the word. YouTube's amazing, right? Podcast is amazing, right? Here's the deal. But when you're in the middle of making a decision, when you're in the middle of frustration, when you're in the middle of anger, when you're in the middle of problems, when you're in the middle of issues, when you're in the middle of drama, watch this. I need it to quicken in here. Because I don't have time to get it from right here. So, so watch how the Lord does this. Can I show you Bible? Can I show you Bible? See, if you'll listen to the messages for instructions and not just for inspiration, you'll, get this, you'll begin to see changes in your life. We don't come here just to get hype. Y'all ain't saying nothing. We don't come here just to get hype and inspired. We come, watch this, to get instructions. So now I know what to do with her. Now I know what to do with him. Now I know what to do with it. Now I know what to do with them. Now I know what to do with they. Now I know what to do with me. Somebody said, Lord, give me instructions. All right, then the Lord called Samuel. Who called Samuel? The Lord. And he said, here I am. Watch the Bible. Go to verse 5. Go to verse 5. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am for you what? Call me. Go back to verse 4. Come on, I need y'all to get this, and I need you to get it in two minutes. Then the Lord called Samuel. Who called him? The Lord. Who? The Lord. And he said, here I am. Go to the next verse. And he ran to who? Eli. Eli was his man of God. And he said, here I am for what? Who called him? No. So what does that mean when God was speaking to him, God sounded like? I, I ain't playing with you people. I promise you I ain't playing with you. Shut your neighbor and say, I just cracked the code. Some of y'all be saying, Lord, is that you? Lord, is that you? Lord, is that you? What does it sound like? Read your Bible. And he said, here I am for you. Call me. He said, I ain't call you, boy. Go lay down. <laughs> you know he was somebody's granddaddy. Lay down and take a nap, boy. Lay down. So he went and he laid down. All right, go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. And the Lord called again to Samuel. How many? Come on. And he arose and went to who? And said what? Every time God says something to him, he sounded like who he was assigned to. So that way he would know how to discern whether or not what he heard was God or not. Don't, mis don't misunderstand. I don't, don't, don't run out of here and say nothing I didn't say. So let me be clear. I ain't God. I don't want to be. I'm not saying you worship man. That ain't what I said. What I'm saying is if you're trying to figure out which voice is God's voice, you have scripture that tells you when God wants to get something to you, he's going to put it in the voice of somebody familiar that he's assigned you to. So now I can crack the code. Because watch this. Watch this. If it sounds like your cousin, that ain't him. He wouldn't come to me as somebody that's my equal. 
He wouldn't come to me. Oh, that, 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 that's, that's your friend. He wouldn't come to you as somebody that's your equal. Shut your dog on my. All right, all right. And number one, God, dog. Number one. All right, say, say logos. All right, all right, all right. This is what God has already said. Let me get to you real fast. Psalm 119, 105. Here it is. We got to close it out. Psalm 119, 105. Uh huh. Psalm 119, 105. Where are we going? Good. Now, say his word. His word, the Bible says, is a lamp to my feet. You know the rest of it. And a light to my path. I threw this one in there. They'll get it in a minute. Lamp, here's what that word lamp means in Hebrew. It means it glistens like it's wet, so it's easy to see. G give, me, give, me, give me some liquid here. Come on now. Come on. All right. Sanitizer, which is probably a lot of water. Now, come on. Come on. Let's go. All right. Spread it out real good. All right. Hold on. Wait a minute. It's a demonstration. Watch. Put the camera on the thing here. Can anybody tell me where the sanitizer is? It's right there. Because it's glistening. Lord, I don't know what to do. Look for what's. Be, 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 come, come on, come on. Lord. Do I stay? Do I go? Do I fight? Do I quit? Do I go up? Then I down? Put the. Come on. It's glistening. So watch the word. His word is a lamp. It's glistening. So sometimes the reason it's the reason that you miss the glisten. Touch your neighbor. Say, don't miss the glisten. You miss the glisten. Watch this. Because it's the smallest part of the table. See, what you want to do is over here. Over here. What your mama and them said is over here. What your dad and them said is over here. What your cousin and them The smallest part of what's on the table is the part you're actually supposed to do. I just said a word. I said, I just said a word. Watch this. Watch this. His word is a lamp to my feet. Glistens. And then it says, it's a light to my path. Now, we got a problem. Say a problem. We got trouble. Trouble, trouble. We got trouble. Because what's the difference between a lamp and a light? Aren't they the same thing? No. This glistens like it's wet. So it's easy to see what to do. A light is this Hebrew word. That's the language of our Old Testament. Which means, watch this. It illuminates. Give me a, give me a, a phone, please. That ain't no phone. But this is what I want, though, is a light. <laughs> I see you. Wait a minute. <laughs> Flash like cops. I see you. Watch me. This glistens like it's wet, so it's easy to see what to do. Say, say lamp. lamp. It's a lamp to your what? Feet. 
say, say my, journey. my journey. Feet is this Hebrew word, regale, which means the ability to endure my journey. So your word glistens like it's wet so I can endure my journey. Then it's a light. Somebody say flashlight. flashlight. Here's what the flashlight does. Turn all the lights off. Turn, turn, turn the house off. Come on. Move, girl. Come on now. I got to go. Turn the stage off too. Watch me. Somebody say it's dark. Turn, turn, turn the back off too. Uh, all the lights. Turn them all off. Turn, turn, turn off the lights. Turn them off. Turn them off. You ready? What do I do? It's dark. Cut that door. Shut that door. <laughs> what do I do? God, I'm confused. Y'all, we about to go all the way to church real fast. God, I, I'm, I'm confused. God, I don't know what to do. God, I'm scared. God, I'm frustrated. God, where are you at? I thought you loved me. I thought you cared about me. I thought you were here. Why can't I see what I'm supposed to do? And he says, watch this. I need you to get some word because what that word is going to do. I... And all of a sudden, I don't know the whole scene, but I know the next step to take. Would you look at somebody and say, get you some word and you'll know what to do. I need somebody that says from this day forward, I'm going to be hungry for the word. I'm going to be ready to receive the word. If you want God to stir up a hunger in you, I need you to hop on your feet and release a praise in this place. Go! Go! Say, Lord, I need your word. <laughs> Say, I got to have your word. Give me a hunger for your word. And I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> The Bible says in John chapter 1 that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Which means when I get a hunger for the Word, who am I really hungry for? So the more I get this Bible, the closer I get to... The more I get this rhema, the closer I get to... I need somebody that wants to get closer to him. You just found out how to make that happen. Would you lay your hands on yourself and get closer, get closer, get... Release one more praise in this place, Wednesday. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts 
to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.